Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be guided by you, Lord our God. Amen. We're going to focus on those three lessons this morning that you just heard read. And as we do so, I've got a question that I want to pose to you. How many here believe that you can avoid any consequences of your decisions that you make or of actions that you've taken or of words that you have spoken or of beliefs that you hold? Nobody. I, that kind of seems right, because we are accountable. We do have consequences from all the things that we say and do. Because if we look at our three lessons today and study that context, study the situation of their day, we note that actions and words and beliefs all have eternal consequences. From the book of Zephaniah, Three chapters, but the first two are loaded with destruction and desolation. There is a coming judgment, Zephaniah is saying, that will be complete and it will be severe against all who stand against the Lord. And if you read in, into that text, if you read through that again, you'll find the word complacent. Even those who go, ah, the Lord might and the Lord might not. Eh, doesn't matter. Even the complacent, he said, there's going to be an eternal loss, a destruction, and it's going to be called eternal death and hell. That is a consequence. But if you read chapter 3 in Zephaniah, you'll find there's a lot of hope. Hope in a future. Hope that is coming. But it is only in the Lord. And it is only through God's mercy and God's grace. And it is called eternal life another consequence. Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, pointing to that hope that we have only in Jesus Christ, is encouraging the people of God to be and remain people of the light, living in God's word and truth, being alert to the deceit and the lies of the devil, the world, and even our own but when we begin to travel down that road of self-righteousness, we need to stop and ask ourselves, is this the Lord's way? Is this what Jesus would have me think or say or do? And we need to stop. We need to make confession of our sins before our Lord and ask for forgiveness. Let me give you an example. Being the manager down at Orphan Grain Train, we have a semi-trailer down there that is filled with all kinds of needed items that have been gathered up for the hill country of the people of Haiti. Esther 
is our gal on the ground down in Haiti. She's coordinating the effort. She knows who needs these things that have been gathered up here in the States, and she knows how to get them distributed so that schools can be supplied, so that food can be given out, so that furniture and basic needs are given to the folks there who are in such desperate need. And yet that semi-trailer that has been filled is sitting down there on our lot for going on almost two years. Why? <laughs> because there's two rival gangs down in Haiti around the Port-au-Prince area where this is going to be shipped into that are terrorizing the community. They are shooting people who dare even go into the embassy, who come into the city. They are robbing and stealing and commandeering anything that comes in and thereby denying the people in need of any hope or help. This load is going to be flown into Haiti and to Port-au-Prince Airport by the United States Air Force. It's under a special program but they said they cannot risk it because these gangs are shooting at the airplanes when they come in. When I was told this for the umpteenth time, it seems, my response was, you know, if you send a couple of F-35 jets down there and strafe the runways, zeroing in on those thugs, it would take care of the situation pretty fast. Now, I said that a little bit in jest, but it was actually full of anger and hate towards those gangs. These will be destroyed, and yet, Zephaniah says, there is hope, but it's only in the Lord. It's only in his word. Paul is encouraging the Thessalonians, and yes, even us today, that when the end of the world comes, either in our physical death or at the end of the world in judgment, the Christians who trust in Jesus shall share in his resurrection. So he says, and he encourages us to stand firm in, in what you've been called, the people of light, the people of hope, his people his witness, that even when everything seems terrifying, even when all things of this world try to tear us away from our faith and our trust in Jesus, we have the promise of Christ to be our strength. So Paul encourages us even today in the midst of everything that's going on in this old world, be faithful. Keep on sharing the good news. Teach and tell others of Jesus as he is the only hope above all things. And as Matthew shares in the parable of Jesus about the returning master, be faithful. Be faithful with the blessings that God has entrusted into you. And there will be an eternal celebration. Friends, there's always a consequence to the words that we speak, 
the actions that we take, the beliefs that we hold and confess. May the consequences of our words and our beliefs always be to the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. And take heart. You're not in this alone. We are assured of his presence as he comes to us. We have Jesus. We have a fellowship of believers to encourage and strengthen one another. He comes to us and he blesses us with these simple elements in, with, and under these bread and wine. I am with you in a very real and dynamic way to, you, to strengthen you, to empower you, to bless you, to move you forward as his witnesses in this world so that more and more will come to the knowledge and truth of Jesus Christ and have hope. He is faithful. And he can depend, we can depend on his word of promise. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. That is his promise. That is his word to you and me and all who trust in him. Amen. And may the peace of Almighty God, that peace which goes beyond all of our understanding, bring your heart and give you hope and strength in your daily lives. Amen.